Hello and welcome to the Tennis Podcast. My name is Nick. I'm Brandon. Today's show is brought to you by betonline.ag, but we'll tell you about that here in a little bit. Brandon, before we get into the meat of the show, we do have a big announcement to share, don't we? We have an appetizer before the meat. Okay, weirdo. Uh, well, you're I want... the one who said the meat of the show. You called our show meat. Oh, you're right. Okay, okay. I stand corrected. You Jesus Christ, Brandon. You didn't remember <laughs> three seconds before when you said meat. Okay, so here's your appetizer. An amuse-bouche. A what? Ah, you uncultured swine. An amuse-bouche. Do you know what a moose-bouche is? I don't know how to spell it or I'd look An it amused up. bush? An amuse-bouche. Okay. Don't care enough to, to find out. We're going to share some big news here real quick. We are excited to announce that we have officially joined the Blue Wire Podcasting Network. Yay! Yay. Okay. Thank you. Blue Wire is a fast-growing startup representing more than 80 podcasts. They're mostly sports-based right now, but they are growing into other areas, which is why they approached us and we're happy to join them. So yeah, you can learn more about Blue Wire at bluewirepods.com. Find all their other great podcasts on there. But Brandon. Yes. What does this mean for our listeners? Why should they care that we join the Blue Wire Podcast Network? Because we're all getting windbreakers. We're all getting windbreakers. That's not true. No, we're not getting windbreakers. I want to make sure the listeners understand that Brandon and I still have 100% control over the content of our show. Nothing will change in that regard. But being part of Blue Wire just allows us more resources, more opportunities to grow our audience, which means maybe, maybe we'll get those windbreakers someday if we can grow enough. Being a part of a big podcast network like this, you might be wondering about sponsors and advertisements. And we'll just be transparent and say that you will be hearing more ads than you used to. However, we promise to make the ads short, sweet, sensual, and focus on sponsors that we think you will be interested in. Is that fair to say? That's totally fair. Yeah, okay. Now listen. You want to get to the meat now? Amuse-bouche is French for a single bite-sized hors d'oeuvre. Okay. In French, it means mouth amuser. Did you want to just talk about this? Well, now you don't sound like a dumbass right at the beginning of your own show. Amuse-bouche. I'll let you transition us when you're ready. That's it. There is no transition. We're not doing transitions anymore. We're doing hard breaks and yanks of the wheel. That is a transition right there because today's topic deals with some yanking of the wheel, some hard breaks, some meat, in fact, probably not the, the amused bush that you were talking about. I'm not convinced you didn't make that up, but I want to tell you that today's top 10 list here on episode 74, it deals with Brandon's favorite topic. Race car driving. Death. Oh, yes. Bodily yeah. harm, injuries, sad, tragic death. I can't wait. Give me more. Today's episode- I'm going to need more than that amuse bush. Okay. Can I, can I just, can we officially retire that? Oh, well- if we're going to ask to start retiring things, <laughs> I've got a whole list. <laughs> yeah, let's not, let's not do that then. I want to give a shout out first to our listener and in fact, he's a tennis patron. His name's Ian. He is the one who gave me the idea for this list and in fact, he's the one who helped me research this list. So, thank you, Ian. Oh, thanks Ian for doing all of his work. He didn't do all the work, God damn it. Hello, guy. He just pointed me in the right direction. Okay, let's hear it. Death. Ian... Uh, his idea was the national parks in America that have the most deaths occurring at them. This combines two of my favorite things, Ian. I also yep. love the national parks. You do. Uh, yeah. He does. I forgot to... Yeah, I, for, I should have I led with that instead of death, maybe. We're looking at the deadliest national parks in America. Mm -hmm. This was a lot of fun to pull together. I pulled primarily from two sources. 
That was from Outside Online. That's that's the bulk of my research today. And it, uh, a great piece written by Eric Kilalia. This article is great. And then also photos.com. Those are my two main sources. And so before we dive in, Brandon, tell the folks at home, what is a national park? The national parks were America's greatest idea. Wow. Uh, well, Teddy Roosevelt, I think, said that. More than the hot dog bun. There are a lot of national parks in the U.S. I think we may have more national park space designated than uh, any other country. A national park is an area of the country that is set aside for public use. It is as untouched and natural as we can possibly keep it uh, while also allowing the public access to the land, the plants and animals, and they're generally set in very unique iconic, breathtaking, beautiful, incredible sections of the country. So, you mentioned that they're mostly untouched. I've been hoping that we get a KFC in the middle of Yellowstone National Park the same way that the pyramids in Egypt have a KFC within view. Uh-huh. So, you mentioned we have a lot of parks. That's true. We have 419 national park sites in the United States, which is a lot considering the national park system was only set up in the 1800s. So, we've, we've been busy since then. Uh, 419 national park sites in the U.S. They span across 84 million acres in every state and extend also into territories in Puerto Rico, the Virgin Islands, American Samoa, and Guam. Uh, You pretty much hit the nail on the head on the definition of the national park, but let me tell you a little more about my top 10-ish list today. So, I've already established that we're talking about death, including murder. We're ranking the national parks the top 10 based on the number of deaths during the last decade. Okay. Yeah. And again, these are known deaths uh, and there have been over 1,000 during the last decade. The number one overall cause of death is drowning followed by motor vehicle crashes and slips and falls. Okay, that's very important. Let me me say, so first was drowning and then you said... Motor vehicle crashes. Isn't that sad, motor vehicle? Well, I mean sad but like, I guess it's sad when you die but like... Depends on who's dying, am I right? Like there's so much driving around in the parks that people are... With families, I got the family loaded up. And that last one, after motor vehicle deaths or accidents was... Slips or falls. Slips slips and falls. I have a few examples. A 23-year-old Portland man walked away from a boardwalk and slipped and fell into the boiling acidic spring in the Norris Geyser Basin in Yellowstone and never emerged. Holy shit. You know, I know another story along those lines about those boiling... Yellowstone things. And I cannot remember all the like exact details but a man's dog ran and jumped. I mean, it starts out Uh, horrible and it it keeps getting bad. A man's dog ran and jumped in the water and of course, immediately started suffering and the man mm. went in to save him. And the man pulled the dog out. As he was coming out and people were like rushing up to help or assist him. He said something like, like his skin was already falling off and he said something like, that was a mistake or I shouldn't have done that or something. And he and he died. The dog died like very soon after. Holy shit, what a start to the show. Yeah, we're, we're off on a, on a hot start here. I have another story very similar to that that I'll get to later. By the way, to back up a bit, you mentioned boiling Yellowstone stories. Yeah. Imagine if you just remove the word stone and then it becomes boiling yellow stories. That might also be fun to hear about. Boiling yellow? Yeah. Okay. What does that mean? Like piss? I don't know. Something boiling and yellow that's on your ass or something? I don't know. Oh. 
I mean, that's the kind of quality content you get now that we're part of a big time podcast network. Yeah, a joke that where I had to go, wait, what? <laughs> few more examples here. A 35-year-old Florida woman fell to her death from a Grand Canyon trail when posting a photo from Ooh-Ah Point. <laughs> Ooh-Ah! I wish it was Ooh-La-La Point. That's what I thought it said when I first looked at it. Uh, my last example here is a 64-year-old Atlanta woman died after she was hit by a car while looking at a snake on a Great Smoky Road. And how much do you want to bet that snake manipulated that scenario? That snake was like, keep staring. (laughs) (laughs) Little dickhead. Yeah. Fuck snakes. If you're a snake, just unsubscribe from our show. One last point before we get to the guessing. I mentioned this is a 10-year period. We're looking specifically between the years 2006 and 2016 and we're also excluding suicides. These are non-suicide deaths only. Okay. Were there any any facts about people like specifically going to national parks to commit suicide? I would assume that they're... Yes. Really? Do you have anything on that? I'll, I'll get to it. You, okay. need to, you need to take your horses, put your hand around the reins and then hold those horses back. I'm keep my pants on here. I think we're ready. If you want to start guessing the top 10 US national parks that have had the most deaths over just about the last 10 years. Okay. Well, the first one I wanted to guess, even though it's not related to any of these top causes of deaths, I wanted to guess the Hawaiian volcanoes. You wanted to guess that? Well, I want yeah, to. Yeah, well, I'm guessing it. It's Hawaii and their volcanoes on there. No, no Hawaii. But, you know, I think a part of the criteria, I mean, this is a bit of a spoiler, but mm-hmm. part of the criteria you have to think about here is the foot traffic to these parks. Oh, you know? right. Hawaii is a little hard to get to. Yeah, especially by foot. You can't walk on foot to Hawaii. Yeah. Okay, so let me scratch that. I'm going to also guess uh, Denali. Denali. Yeah, because it's so cold and mm-hmm. windy and there's animals. I think I think it might be They all popular. have animals, you idiot. Well, dangerous animals. They have like the biggest, scariest bears and moose and stuff. And I'm going to guess there's a lot of slips, falls and freezes. Slips, falls and freezes. That sounds like a rock album name or something. Mm-hmm. Denali National Park and Preserve is number seven in the top 10. So, for each of these, I'm going to tell you the year it was established, the size, the annual visitors and the number of deaths. Okay? Okay. Denali National Park and Preserve. It's in Alaska. It was established in the year 1917. It is a very early uh, national park to be established. Yes, it is, but not the earliest. It's 6 million acres in size. It's very large. It has about 587,000 visitors annually, which is a lot of people, but not even close to the most in the US or this top 10. <laughs> On account of it's in Alaska. It's in Alaska, yes. It's, there's been 62 deaths, again, not including suicide on any of these, 62 deaths between 2006 and 2016. And as you said, it is the coldest temperature of any national park in America. During the winter months when the average low temperature is well into negative numbers, sometimes dipping into negative 40 degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah, holy shit. You mentioned that, you know, you had to hold your horses, you had to keep your pants on. Well, now it's time to rip the pants off, let those horses run free because now I'm going to get your, uh, your, death, your death boner going here. Okay. So, in 1967, which is, you know, outside the period we're looking at but still interesting. 1967, a snowstorm roared across Mount McKinley in this national park and killed seven of 12 students that were attempting to summit Denali, the highest peak in North America. So, that's sad. Seven out of 12 kids didn't say their age. Didn't okay. say their age. Yeah. In 2016 though, listen to this, a 45-year-old Czech mountaineer 
Uh, he fell 1,500 feet. Holy fuck. He was Hold skiing Hold on, I'm going to see how long, I got to see how far or how tall, like, I think the w- biggest tower that I've been in, maybe the same for you, is One World Trade Center. Yeah. Let's see how, how high that is compared to 1,500 feet. Okay, it's, uh, I forgot they made it, <laughs> they made it 1,776 feet tall. So, take that. Take that. We beat you. Yeah, but he, he no. fell that far. <laughs> Holy shit. Hey, look up how long seconds wise that fall would last. 1,500 oh feet. Oh my God. Definitely long enough to be like, I wish this fucking wasn't happening. You get that whole sentence out and still have a long time delay. I don't know if that's what you're saying. I think you're saying, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck. Yeah. I wonder if you'd have time to realize like outside of the fear, like there's a fear and just the, like a, a primal reaction. But do you have time to think like this is it? I will not get up from this? Yes. In a few, sec- in a, in a few seconds, I will cease to be. I don't know. If, uh, yeah. I wonder if that registers fully with the person, which you can't ask him because he's dead. But you know, you can ask some of the uh, people. There's a few people who have jumped off the Golden Gate Bridge and survived. The majority of them say, at least, I mean, it wasn't an accident, but the majority of them say that like right after they jump, they're like, ah, fuck, I wish I hadn't done that. 1,500 feet, that's a long fall and it sucks. He, he died. So, there's 62 people died in that 10-year span, enough to earn this number seven. 62 for number seven, remember that. Number one in the top 10 has 254. I did want to, oh, here, a free fall calculator. So, let's just guess since he was an expert mountaineer, he's probably in decent shape. With all his gear on, let's say he weighed like 180 pounds. Okay. So, I need to also add that in. Okay. According to the Splat Calculator. Oh, Jesus Christ. Are they, they're our next sponsor. (laughs) At Angio.net. According to my calculations, this gentleman's fall uh, from 1,500 feet in Denali would have taken 9.6 seconds. Oh, let's pause for 9.6 seconds. I'm going to, I'm going to reenact it. Okay. Okay. Here we go. I'm going to climb up this mountain. When I get to the top, I'm going to take a selfie and everyone on Instagram can Mm -hmm. suck my, oh shit. Splat. Well, that's crazy. That yeah. is a long time to think about fucking splat. But he probably was not silent during that either. I like to think that he was. He just <laughs> stared at the ground like, well, all right, let's see who wins this. <laughs> uh, but we do want that person to rest in peace. Of yeah, course. rest in peace, buddy. That sucked for you. <laughs> Sorry. He did contribute to this list. So, he's, his legacy lives on. Okay. I think we probably need to get moving. Yes. So, I'm going to guess... Uh, I'm going to guess the Everglades on account of it's in Florida and all the, Flor- all the Florida man, Florida men are crashing into each other. Wow. Shots fired at Florida men. Uh, listeners of the show, Florida men. Uh, that's not in the top 10. No, sir. Okay. How about, we mentioned the boiling areas. Mm-hmm. How about, I know that uh, Yellowstone is also one of the most heavily trafficked yes. uh, national parks. Is Yellowstone on the list? It is. Do you have a guess at the number? Number three. Four. Wow. If guessing this list was like trying to avoid boiling geysers, you would have slipped in right there probably. I've made a huge mistake. Yellowstone National Park 
It is the oldest, the first national park in the U.S., and according to Wikipedia, it is also widely held to be the first national park anywhere in the world. It was established in 1872 by your friend. 1872? By my yeah, friend Ulysses... Uh, which one of my friends was it? Was it... J you know this. Well, well, I... Ulysses S. Grant? No, wasn't it Theodore Roosevelt? The not in 1872. Oh, well, He was fuck, not fuck born. Me. Or a baby, or a baby. Fuck me then. Uh, okay, well, it was established in 1872 by who knows who gives a fuck, right? It's 2.2 <laughs> okay. million acres in size. By who gives a fuck? Uh, just under six million visitors annually. I say that probably would have been Grant, but yeah, it was Grant. Yeah, he's your friend, right? He is one of my friends. Have you been to Yellowstone? No, I have to confess, I have unfortunately been to zero national parks. Even what? though I'm. I haven't. I haven't had a chance. I've had kids instead. You were just saying how you love national parks. I do. I've, I read and watch anything I can find on them. I haven't had a chance to go yet. Isn't this sad about me and for me? Yeah. No, I had kids instead. So, I constantly think about this little joke from The Simpsons when Homer says, I have three kids and no money. Why can't I have uh, no kids and three money? <laughs> and that's what I need. I need no kids and three national parks. Yeah, I well, have plans to go to them in the next few years once at least one kid is old enough to drag with me. But no, I haven't been to one yet. So, about <laughs> about Yellowstone though. Sure. <laughs> uh, let's tell you about it. It's uh, 93 deaths during that 10-year period. I told you it's the first national park already. Yeah. It has a volcano under it waiting to explode and kill it us does. all. It's I, well, a super I, volcano, Yellowstone Caldera. It's the largest volcanic system in North America and it is ready to destroy us. It has a magma chamber that lies under Yellowstone estimated to be one single connected chamber that's 37 miles long, 18 miles wide and between three and seven miles deep. A fucking liquid hot magma waiting to explode across the United States and turn us all into those little statues in Pompeii. Yeah, but Yellowstone's not the only one with a magma chamber 37 miles long, am I right? Gross. Okay, the park is known for its wildlife, has aminals there, mm -hmm. and many, it's, uh, it's many geothermal features, especially Old Faithful Geyser, one of its most popular features. It has many types of ecosystem, but the civil pine forest is the most abundant. It's also known for death! Yes. Okay, Yellowstone. 13 deaths in Yellowstone, that happened the, the year this list was written. It included the highly publicized demise of a man who fell into a hot spring yeah. in Norse Geyser Basin. I told you about him at the top of the show. Mm -hmm. At least 22 people are known to have died in the park's, quote, scorching thermal springs. Jesus. That would be the worst way to die. Well, maybe falling 1,500 feet could compare. I'd rather fall. Yeah. It's over like that, the boiling part. Holy hell. Yeah, well, I think it'd be over quick too. Uh, well, it's all relative, right? But the latest death when this was written was that of a 13-year-old boy who suffered terrible burns when he fell into a nearby hot pool in the Norse Geyser Basin. So, I think the takeaway here is be careful. <laughs> Stay out of Yellowstone. And also, hold on to your loved ones. Let them know you love them. I was hoping that there was more uh, run-ins with like grizzly bears or bison or wolves. I didn't come across any of that in my research. A little bit disappointing. Sure that happens. Yeah, well, uh, I think Grizzly Man, uh, you know what Grizzly Man is, right? The guy who... No. There's a documentary by Werner Herzog about a man who he thought he had some kind of special connection or insight with bears, <laughs> with grizzly bears. Um, and he didn't. He didn't have any training. He was 
doing very dangerous things with them and he videotaped it. And at the end of the documentary, he his camera was turned on when a grizzly bear attacked and ate him and his girlfriend. Oh my God. The camera caught the eating and everything? Yeah, it's I. there's no video to it and I think they just play a, a little bit of the audio at the end of the documentary, but... God damn. I think it's on Netflix, Grizzly Man, and I'm pretty sure that I know it took place in Alaska. It possibly could have taken at Denali. So, you mentioned Grizzly Man. Give me a yes or no answer. Bigfoot, real or not? Yes. Yes. Okay. Are you being serious? I'm being serious in a hopeful way. I haven't seen like really good evidence. But I want him to be real. I want that kind of stuff to be real. I would rather live in a world where there was Bigfoot. Do you believe there's any credibility to the Patterson? The Patterson that footage? Fit? That's the famous footage everybody's seen of a Bigfoot walking away from, from the camera there's, in a forest. There are some times when I've watched it where the way that it moves reminds me of the way um, the cowardly lion in... Uh, the Wizard of Oz movie move, like where you could tell it was a fursuit over some sort of structure that this guy was wearing. But then I've also seen other animated GIFs or videos on YouTube that take it frame by frame and then also show the way that there are like muscles, it, that, that it's moving as if there are muscles moving under the fur and skin rather than it being clinging to someone or hanging on them like a fursuit. Yeah. Basically, the last thing that I read or watch on it is what I end up believing. <laughs> like most conspiracy theories, if I read that JFK was killed by a lone assassin, that's what I believe until I watch a conspiracy documentary and then I'm like, nah, that makes more sense though. Yeah. Speaking of that, we're recording the book club episode next week for the book 112263. So, be on the lookout for that. But I want to tell you that I'm with you pretty much to the T on every single thing you said. And mm -hmm. I'll also give a plug that I have a cryptid list I'm working on for a future episode. So, don't do that. You're making a valentine for me. Yep. Okay. Let's Yellowstone. That's Yellowstone. Tell me another guess. This one feels like it should be obvious. Death Valley. Death Valley. That's a great guess but it's not in the top 10. Does not live up to the name? I'm going to guess that it's because it doesn't have enough visitors. Yeah. To get there. So, let me tell you though that Death Valley is the hottest national park in America. It can get up to 130 degrees Fahrenheit. It's not in the top 10 like I said but there is another very hot place in the top 10. Okay. I feel like there is a national park that is perfect for hitting all of the top three causes of death. Mm -hmm. You mentioned drowning. I think it's got lots of like lakes and stuff. It's a very popular national park and it's in a near a populated area of the country. And it, I know that it has a lot of like climbing and difficult hiking and that is Yosemite. Yosemite. What number? Number two. Number two. There yeah. it is. You're back on track. You're back in the saddle. You are. I'm back, baby. You're back, baby. Number two, Yosemite National Park. 150 deaths during that 10-year cool. period. Have you been, to, you know, I was about to ask if you've been to Yosemite no, but you have unfortunately haven't. not. Okay, so I told you that Yellowstone, which was number four, was established in 1872 as the first national park. Mm -hmm. Yosemite was established not long after in 1890. But Yosemite is much smaller than uh, Yellowstone because it is 748,000 acres, which is still pretty, pretty okay sized. Five million visitors annually, which is a lot. 150 deaths, like I said. Now, Yosemite, it has granite walls and alpine ridges. Mm -hmm. that have long attracted outdoor enthusiasts of every breed 
and the common causes of death bear that out. People there falling off. Yep, they most often die from falls as well as natural causes such as cardiac arrest and heart attacks while hiking or climbing. But you mentioned this kind of has all the deaths you could ever want. And in 2016, the park had 15 deaths from natural causes, drownings, and climbing-related accidents. Look, I'm not going to start filleting myself just yet. So far, this is one of my best guessing jobs yet. And I feel like that's due Mm. to me and Ian being on the same wavelength. Wow, okay. Respectfully disagree. I'd say you're doing okay. There's crashes too, right? You mentioned people just driving around whacking into each other. (laughs) Well, I wouldn't call it whacking into each other, but they're crashing. One of these has a lot of notes on that. Well, you know, not a lot, but some notes on that. I feel like it's got to be, it has to be due to like driving along like weird cliff sides and stuff, having to do switchbacks Mm -hmm. and some morons like, well, it's a lot faster on the way down and then you get hit head on by some idiot. Yep. Yep, idiots. How about... Okay, there's a, there's a parkway that is what you're talking about in the top 10. Uh, there's a park that is oh, specific to like driving back and forth on like switchbacks. It's the word parkway in the name and it's also known for its scenic views along the Appalachian foothills and bluffs on the lower Mississippi River. Is it the Smoky Mountains? No, but that's in the top 10. But let's, let's put a hold on Smoky Mountains and get back to that. So, this one, it's along the Appalachian foothills, like I said. Mm-hmm. It's 444 miles, pretty long, just under 6 million visitors annually. It was established in 1988. So, uh, that might be the most recent on here. Let me look real quick. Yeah, 1988. It's the most recent national park in the top 10. 56 deaths every year and most of those are motor vehicle crashes. And in fact, only two of those 56 deaths over the past decade were not related to motor accidents. Is it the cave? Is it Mammoth Cave? No. Oh. One more note and then I'll just tell you if you can't guess it. This uh, park leads the park system with the highest number of suicides over the past decade. Now, remember, suicides are not considered in the ranking but this does have the highest number of suicides over that 10-year period, 25 suicides. It's not Shenandoah, is it? No. It's Natchez Trace Parkway. Ah. You didn't know that one, did you? No. National Park expert over here, everyone. Think of all the documentaries he's watched. I didn't say it was an expert. So, anyway, which one number is that? 10. Natchez Trace Parkway. It is known for its motor vehicle crashes and high number of suicides. Why is it a popular suicide? I guess that's a part of the country that is like in poverty and has an opioid crisis, well, stuff like it, that. It's got 6 million visitors. So, it does, not everyone's from that not area. from that area. But I think it's because it's got a lot of jumping off points. Although, that's true for almost all these. So, who knows? But yeah, I don't know. Or, or maybe people like to drive off for their suicide. I, I'm just guessing. I have no idea why. It's it is a little point. bit more badass to drive off a cliff <sighs> in a car. Or a motorcycle. Yeah, if you're good, I mean... Driving a motorcycle off a cliff is one of the most badass ways you can kill yourself. Yeah, well, you're actually spoiling next week's top 10 list, which is baddest Badass. ass ways to kill yourself. So, thanks, Brandon. That would be maybe my favorite list ever. You know what my... The way I'd go is? Hmm. Peanut butter. Okay, moving on. Let's... <laughs> Let's get to, uh, let's see. So, I only got th- uh, four of them so far. Yeah. So, how about, um, what about Glacier National Park in Montana? Nope. No. Oh, you know, you did mention the Smoky Mountains. Yeah, so let's, let's talk, talk about, about the Smoky Mountains and I would not have guessed them. Well, you did though. Well, I 
because I thought I, yeah. The interesting I, thing about the Smoky Mountains National Park, it's number eight. It has the most visitors annually on this top 10. Mm-hmm. 11.3 million annually. It's about 522,000 acres. It was established in 1934. And the great Smoky Mountains National Park has had 60 deaths. So, maybe they should take the word great out of the name. The dangerous Smoky Mountains. It's the, yeah, the deadly, the, the bloody Fatal. Smoky Mountains. Yeah. Uh, it draws more visitors than any national park in the US. I, I would not have guessed that. I would have surely thought some of these others are. I would guess because of its sort of mid-central location. It's kind of the easiest driving distance and like you can just get out and walk around rather than, you know, going to the Everglades. You can get there but then you're in the swamp. Well, yeah, but what about like the Rocky Mountains or... It's not as like easy. I mean, it takes it takes us 12 hours to get to Colorado as opposed to all the people who live within like maybe five to six hours driving distance. Yeah, well, the whole, the whole country Mountains. lives five to six hours away, you're right. So, the Great Smoky Mountain, number one in the visitors. It's got 800 miles of hiking trails and unmatched forests in its Appalachian setting. That's it. That's all I got. It's not very exciting. It's not a sexy death spot on this list. Mm-mm. That's number eight, Smoky Mountains. The great Smoky, the dangerous Smoky Mountains National Park. The fatal Smoky Mountains. The you gonna die great Smoky Mountains. We mentioned that uh, earlier about a lady falling in the Grand Canyon and I think someone else recently fell in there so I'm gonna guess Grand Canyon and is it number one? It's not number one but it is in here. It's number three. Mm-hmm. Grand Canyon. You haven't even been in the Grand Canyon, huh? I've seen it from the airplane. Well, that's, that's something. Grand Canyon's number three. Now, it was established in 1919, 1.2 million acres and five and a half million annual visitors. See, I would have thought Grand Canyon was number one on visitors, but it's not. Despite that, my quote from my source here is that it is the crown jewel of the Park Service. The Grand Canyon possesses an ancient geology difficult to traverse and the drastic swings in climate from sub-zero to triple-digit temperatures punish unprepared visitors. Brandon, it's kind of the Grand Canyon and your house have something in common. You both punish unprepared visitors. Oh. I'm not sure what to do with that. Uh, Yeah, I'm not sure either. It's considered one of the wonders of the world. Yes, it's true. But it's no wonder that eight people died in the park in the year this article was written, most due to cardiac arrest and falling off while hiking. Park has the second highest number of suicides over the past decade. 19 suicides. See, that makes sense to me that this would be high on there. The cardiac arrest one just, yeah, that, that's the one that gets me. Those are unprepared visitors. Yeah, those are people who are like, oh, I never ever walk anywhere. When I go to the Grand Canyon, <laughs> I'm going to hike eight miles a day. You're so fucking right. <laughs> That's part of the reason why I haven't been to a national park yet since I've got since I got interested in going to them is because I know like I want to be prepared, like physically prepared to do the things I want to do and whichever one of my kids I bring with me also needs to be able to do it. So, why can't you bring both kids? <laughs> because one of them <laughs> one of them is 18 months old and Well, yeah, but you're not bringing them today. We can't even take him to a Mexican restaurant and, and make it 25 minutes. We're not going to make it through the Grand Canyon. <laughs> we never go to restaurants and we tried yeah. it earlier this week. 
Big mistake. We went to a Mexican restaurant. Everything was going well. This little squirt was eating chips and salsa like a big boy. He's eating Every- salsa? He was sucking the salsa off the chips. Damn, that, that is a big boy. The baby? I thought, what a little big man. Yeah. I'm going out to restaurants now. We're going to roll out the red carpet. You're thinking about the national parks you're going to visit next. Right. We're hitting every spot in town. I'm already thinking like what club we're going to go to that <laughs> evening once we finish uh, dinner. And uh-huh. then he wasn't able to pick up the cup of queso and drink it. We wouldn't allow him to. That was his breaking point. And he screamed until he was removed <laughs> from the restaurant. So, Brandon, tell the folks at home how great it is having children in your life. Well, I've been to zero national parks. <laughs> and you've been to a 25-minute Mexican restaurant visit. <laughs> That's been <Yeah>. the highlight. <laughs> I've been to Sesame Street Live. That's true. Not been to the Grand Canyon. One could say that you talking to me now and talking to the listeners is kind of like traveling outside yourself, right? Kind of like you're taking a vacation from yourself. Well, well, I need to guess another one. Yeah. <laughs> well, one last thing on the Grand Canyon. Give me another Grand Canyon fact. I thought it was the largest park by area in the top 10. It's not. Oh, can I guess which one is the largest? Yeah. Uh, is it Yellowstone? No. Denali? No, Grand Canyon is the largest in the top 10, but it's not the largest in America. The largest in America is not on the top 10. It's because it's in Alaska. It's the Wrangell-St. Elias National Park, which is about double the size of the Grand Canyon. Did you know that that fucking Alaska, if you took Alaska, it equals in size one third of the entire lower 48 United States? Which does? Alaska. Alaska by itself is as big as a third of the rest of the... If you look at a... I don't look at a globe very often. Yeah. We're not nerds. But every once in a while I do and I'm like, God damn, Alaska, like fucking quit man spreading. Isn't it true that globes and maps are not super accurate as far as size of countries relative to each other? A flat map is not, but a globe should be. A globe should be, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Haven't you seen that illustration? How like if you take what's on a globe and then you lay it out flat, everything near the poles get stretched out and bigger than it actually is. Everything near the poles gets stretched out and bigger. Okay, let's move on. Okay. That's Grand Canyon, number three. What about one of these water ones like uh, Biscayne where there's a lot of swimming? Nope. There is a water one on here, but it is not that one. You're going to have to tell it to me because I don't know a lot of the water ones. It's super famous. Super famous. Dry Tortugas? That's it. Is it? No. It's one of those ones where when you think of a city or you see like a skyline or a picture of a city, you see Uh part of this national park. It's one of the first things people think of for this city. Okay. Probably the first thing they think of. Let me think here. It's got more visitors. So, I I said before that- Oh, is it Big Bend? No. No, no. This one is in California. Uh Uh-huh. It's part of one of the largest cities in America. It's right there on any picture. San Francisco Bay? Yeah, well, San Francisco, it's the Golden Gate National Recreation Area. Oh, I didn't realize it was a national park. Yeah, well, national park expert, everybody. <laughs> what do you want me? I don't know what to say. I just admitted I didn't know that, but like, <laughs> then you're going to fucking shit on me anyway. I'm going to shit on you at every chance. The Golden Gate National Recreation Area, which is most famous because of the Golden Gate Bridge, also appears in Full House, the show. All right. Full House is probably the reason a lot of people jumped off that bridge. Yes, it is a high suicide point. The Golden Gate Bridge is part of the national park. It's also, the park is much larger than that. That's just the most famous part. It's 82,000 acres. Which number was it? Five. 
it has 15.6 million annual visitors, which I think that that has to be including the bridge itself. Because the park, the park, which is like not as... It's very small around it, right? Well, relative to other national parks, yeah. It's 82,000 acres still. But you said yourself, you didn't even realize this was a national park. No, I didn't. But it has 85 deaths over the 10-year period we're looking at here. And it's because the rip current and sneaker waves. What is that? Sneaker waves? Have you heard that before? No. It sounds scary. It's either waves wearing sneaker shoes or it's waves that are sneaking up on you to snatch you and kill you. Either way, that's a horror villain movie. Well, I just Googled it and the first video is titled Sneaker Waves, Respect the Power of the Ocean. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, baby. It's a disproportionately large coastal wave that can sometimes appear in a wave train without warning. Disproportionately large, yeah. It's just like a, hey, all of a sudden, like, oh, it's the Humunga Kawabunga from Down Under. Hum- oh, what is that? Did you make that up? No, it's from like uh, one of those old fucking idiotic Frankie Valley movies, I think. I hate it. I hate okay. it. I wish you hadn't said it. No, I did. The, uh, the sneaker wave, that could be like the next Sharknado sort of series. But anyway, those sneaker waves and rip currents are some of the risks tourists face when swimming in the beaches within the Golden Gate. You're not supposed to do that. The U.S. Park Police and Law Enforcement Rangers, they recommend against venturing into the surf at the Golden Gate National Recreation Area. Oh, okay. So, I was <laughs> they mistaken. don't encourage recreation. <laughs> that's, that's right. But uh, I'm, I stand corrected here. Before I was saying that the Golden Gate Bridge is part of the park, it's not, okay? The Golden mm. Gate Bridge is not part of the park. Uh, it's, I guess it's right next to it. Park uh, adjacent. Ma- yeah, so it's not part of the park. It's managed by a bridge district. And so, the rising number of youth suicides here are not reflected in park data. Youth suicides specifically? Yeah, that's what it says. God damn, bummer. Yeah. This episode's a bummer. Yeah, well, thanks a lot, Ian. Yeah. Okay, so we got one, six, and nine left. Yeah, so one, it is a very famous one. I've scratched out all my original guesses. I don't think you're going to get six. Nine, you've probably heard of, but I don't think it's going to be top of mind. One, you might be able to guess. Is there a lot of falling at Bryce Canyon? Maybe, but not enough to be in the top ten. Okay, uh, let me just go do off like the rest of the ones that I can do off the top of my head. Okay. The Grand Tetons. It's near Jackson yeah. Hole and I feel yeah. like it probably gets a decent amount of traffic from old fat guys who aren't in the type of shape to be fucking around on a Teton. So, you are right but side note, can we agree that Jackson Hole is maybe the worst named physical location that's ever existed? Somebody, it was probably originally like Jackson City and some rich asshole bought it and was like, <laughs> wouldn't this be a better name? And everyone's like, well, he's the fucking richest asshole in town yeah. so and I guess we're living in Jackson Hole. Well, I got to tell you, if a rich asshole came to me and said, we're renaming your podcast The Tennis Hole, I'd probably, I mean... What's my cut? Yeah, what's my cut? Exactly. The Grand Teton National Park, it's number nine. My note on it is it is the striking Teton Range is one of the nation's deadliest due to its steep forests and foothills. 59 deaths between 2006 and 2016. You said That's this out was of- number nine? Yeah, number nine. Three million visitors annually and it was established, all 309,000 acres of it established in the year 1929. So, you're missing six which is, it's got a lot of drowning deaths. Okay. It's very hot. Interesting. Popular for boating and water skiing. 
And I have a very sad story. Is Lake Tahoe? I don't think Lake Tahoe is a national park. Yeah, I'm not sure. Because of all the like <laughs> chicks boozing with their tops off in boats there. Oh, know. baby. We got to pause. God damn. Is there something like Lake Tahoe? It stretches out over Utah and the Arizona desert. But there's also lots of lakes here. It's the Glen Canyon National Recreation Area. Do you know this one? I did not. Glen Campbell. Glen Canyon, number six. It's uh, one of the newer ones on here. Did you say Glen Campbell? Uh-huh. Glen Campbell National Park? It's Glen Canyon. God damn. <laughs> Glen Campbell. Yeah, Glen Campbell National Park, you can drown in a lake of alcohol. <laughs> Why? Uh, Glen Campbell is a famous alcoholic country star. Okay. He wasn't like mostly known for being an alcoholic, but I'm pretty sure he was one. So, you're not sure he's an alcoholic. Let's just run with it though. No, I'm he positive. He's an alcoholic. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. On his Wikipedia page, there's a section called Alcoholism and Drug Addiction. Great. I remember I seen his drunk driving mugshot. Don't worry, he's dead now. He's not hurting anybody. Oh, uh, did he commit suicide at the Glen Canyon National Recreation Area? No, he died of Alzheimer's disease. Well, that's not as funny. <laughs> that's actually, that's a terrible disease. Uh, we... Wait, that's Glen Campbell National Park. Yeah. Well, it is, it's the National Recreation Area, Brandon. It's number mm -hmm. six, 82 deaths. It's one of the newer parks established in 1972, 1.25 million acres, 3.2 million annual visitors. Now, I have some, uh, some facts on here. It's the hottest park in the top 10. Not the hottest in America though, which is Death Valley, but it is the hottest in the top 10. It gets up to 110 degrees, but also gets as low as zero degrees. This is Fahrenheit. So, it has a lake there, Lake Powell, mm -hmm. a reservoir on the Colorado River in Glen Canyon. It's home to outdoors activities such as boating and water skiing, but park officials are quick to point out that at least 150 people not wearing life jackets have drowned there in the last few decades. So, wear your damn life jackets, idiots. So, I have a sad story about that. You ready? Yes. That's what the people come here for, sad stories. In August, I think this was 2016, a heroic 35-year-old Colorado woman, mm -hmm. she drowned while rescuing her two-year-old son. Her two-year-old son fell out of their houseboat and into the lake. The mother followed him into the water and held the boy above water until her brother, his uncle, reached him in a runabout boat. So, the two-year-old was saved. However, she, while saving him, was not wearing a life jacket, which I guess is understandable because she was in a panic to save her son. Mm -hmm. She jumped in without a life jacket and uh, she died while saving the son. God damn. That is sad, but it is just a, a reminder of the dangers these fun recreational areas can offer. She was a hero. Your mom died a hero, buddy. Yeah. One more story is that a 72-year-old Utah hiker was rescued by helicopter after six days of wandering the barren land. Again, it gets up 110 degrees there. Was he rescued by Harrison Ford? <sighs> was he? Yep. Harrison Ford came in in a helicopter on one of his off days, rescued this man. Uh, he was. You act like that's a stupid thing to say, but there is there. No, are I know there's a what? multiple. There are multiple incidences of of people who were lost somewhere fucking being saved by Harrison Ford in a helicopter. Really? Yes. In a movie? No, in real life. That's where I thought that story was ending. That would have been a lot better because the story here ends that he was found. <laughs> <laughs> he was found sunburned and dehydrated, which oh. which after six days, it doesn't sound that bad. Yeah, that's. <laughs> That's me if we go to the lake for more than a couple hours. 
Yeah, but no, Harrison Ford, if they left out Harrison Ford, then this editor really deserves a kick in the balls because that- Fucking buried that lead. Yeah. Let me see if I can find the facts on it. But yeah, Harrison Ford, and you know, after what happened to Kobe Bryant, his wife might have told him like, you know, no more helicopters for you. He can fly aircraft and helicopters. Uh, He owns a ranch in Jackson, Wyoming, near that hole. (laughs) Big, is there- a hole there? <laughs> or what's Listen the story to this. with the- On several occasions, Ford has personally provided emergency helicopter services at the request of local authorities. One instance rescuing a hiker overcome by dehydration. It, did it say where? I'm assuming somewhere around Jackson, Wyoming. This was, well, this Near place was in Utah in Arizona. Wow. God, can you imagine being rescued by Harrison Ford? <laughs> I would. But isn't he like an asshole too? He'd be like, get in, hurry up, I'm in a hurry. I just realized it's now on my bucket list to go to Jackson, Wyoming, leave all my water at home. Yeah, get lost. And become a, an overcome hiker. <laughs> and just hope that Harrison Ford's the one who swoops down and gets you. Like, sir, did you just say that you've only been out there for 25 minutes? Yes. <laughs> I'm very sick. <laughs> Is Harrison Ford handy? You reach up with a shaking hand with an Indiana Jones hat. No, he reaches out from the helicopter with his hand and I put a Sharpie pen in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. You know, the Kobe Bryant thing, like that's crazy enough that that happened and sad, right? But there's a lot of reasons this story would be better this way. Obviously, he might still be alive. Him and his family might still be alive, whatever. But if the story had ended with Kobe Bryant being rescued by Harrison Ford in another helicopter, Oh my God. How wild would that be? <laughs> anyway. I'd say he deserves the Presidential Medal of Freedom. <laughs> no, let's give it to Rush Limbaugh. He's the real. Done. Yeah. All right. So, number one. You're missing one. It's a big park, uh, a big recreation area, has a mm-hmm. lake there. 1.5 million acres with 7 million annual visitors. One of, the, one of the most visited parks here in the top 10. But it's got 254 deaths over that 10 years. Number two, Yosemite National Park had 150. So, this has more than 100 more. This also has the highest number of homicides of any national park. So, people are coming here. They're taking their victims here and homiciding them. Olympic National Park. No. Joshua Tree? No, that's a good guess, but no. Is it in a warm area? Yeah, it's set in the Nevada desert. Uh, That's not Zion, right? Mm Mm-mm. It was established in 1964, 1.5 million acres. Give me one more minute to think. No. I'll give you the time it takes to fall from a 15,000 foot mountain to think. 9.6 seconds. Although that guy was wearing heavy gear, so it might be longer for you. 11 seconds? No, it would be shorter amount of time if he was wearing more gear. No, I'm saying for you, you'd be falling for longer. Oh, because I'm just wearing like jeans and a shirt? Yeah, a tucked in button-up shirt in your jeans. No, no. (laughs) I don't know. You're going to have to tell me. I do not know. I have not got a guess. Lake Mead. Lake Mead. Lake Mead. I still don't know. I can't remember where it is. It's, I told you, it's in the Nevada desert. Right, but I can't remember which part. The desert part. Is it near Area 51? I don't have that handy. No, I'm I'm thinking of Groom Lake. Nah, just tell me. Fuck it. All right. It's Lake Mead National Recreation Area. It's set in the Nevada desert and its high temperatures are brutal. 
and the rugged terrain claims an average of 25 casualties per year. Uh, it is number one in the top 10. But the danger, more than the heat, is the 290-square-mile lake itself. It's fucking man-made. Is it? Yeah, what a bunch of fucking horse shit. It's not man-made. The lake? I just, I just looked it up. It says Lake Mead is a man-made lake on the Colorado River. 24 miles from the Las Vegas Strip. Okay. Which but that, would make it a very close popular destination for Vegas visitors. It's the largest reservoir in the US in terms of water capacity. I had written down earlier uh, Hoover Dam question mark, wondering if the Hoover Dam was included as part of a national park. That was also before you said it was within the last decade because I was going to guess there's a shitload of deaths around building the Hoover Dam. But anyway. Did you say it's not a park? National Park? Hoover Dam is connected to Lake Mead. It is what holds up and creates Lake Mead. Oh. I think people are inspired by the Hoover Dam, Mr. Hoover himself, because they kill <laughs> at Lake Mead. It has the, like I said, it has the highest number of homicides of any national park. There were six alone in the last decade, which it has to do with like seedy stuff from the Vegas area, right? Yeah, that's a, that's a hell of a point. Maybe some mob hits, right? I, but I would think you'd want to not take them out to a national park. You don't want to just take them out to a random spot in the desert. This is in the desert. These are my plans anyway. What? This is your plan for me? Take me out to Lake Mead? No. Uh, no. Finally had enough of being the sidekick host. So, do homicides count since it's not a suicide? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, homicides count. But even without the homicides, it would still be, it'd still be number one. Due to drowning? Yeah, it's mostly drowning. I think that's probably due to drinking and swimming. Well, swimming's a good guess. You can't be 24 miles away from the Las Vegas Strip and in a body of water without probably still being drunk. So, you haven't been... Did you know the lake is shrinking? Why? Drought. Huh. When I looked it up on Wikipedia, there's a, an animated gif. In the year 2000, big fat lake. And in the year 2015, it's shaped like an upside down women's reproductive system. Oh, and it's like, whoa, whoa. But it's all skinny now in some of the parts that were plump Goddamn and full of water before. No one's ever called a lake fat or plump and you just done both. Well, <laughs> this thing a is plump, plump lake? with, it used to be plump with water and now it's all shriveled. <laughs> hey, just accept yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Well... You did it. Do you still think this was one of your best guest lists? No, it wasn't one of my best guest lists, but I felt very spiritually close to both the national parks aspect. To none of the places you've been to, yeah. And the deaths. Felt close to the death. Really great job, Ian. Thanks, Ian, for the idea and pointing me in the right direction. And by the way, if you have list ideas or you have lists you've written even, there's been some people that have done that. Any ideas at all, you can... Direct message us on Twitter at TennisPod10 ISHPOD. You can also message us on Facebook or Instagram. We're also there at TennisPod. Or if you're old school like Brandon, you can just send us an email at TennisPod at gmail.com. We're always looking for new ideas. And I have, I don't know if you know this, Brandon, I have a running list of like probably 40 lists <laughs> that are just waiting to see the light of day. I also have a running list of about three. Oh, great. Well, didn't you say you worked ahead this week because you thought it was your list this week? I did. I have something prepared for next week that is going to take us back to... Death Town? To Entertainment Town. Oh, okay. Entertainment Town. 
We love those entertainment top 10s. Speaking of top 10s, let me go back through the top 10 national parks here. This is by number of deaths between 2006 and 2016. Number 10, Natchez Trace Parkway. That's where all the motorists are dying. Number 9, Grand Teton National Park. Number 8, the Great Smoky Mountain National Park. Mm -hmm. Number 7, Denali National Park and Preserve in Alaska. It's the coldest one. Number 6, the Glen Canyon slash Glen Campbell National Mm -hmm. Recreation Area. Number 5, the Golden Gate National Recreation Area. Number 4, Yellowstone National Park. That's where everyone's drowning in boiling hot lava. Number 3, the Grand Canyon National Park. Number 2, Yosemite National Park. And number 1, with a bullet, literally because of the homicides, Lake Mead National Recreation Area in the Nevada Desert. We did it! Ta-da! Well, Brandon, this is a short one today. Is there anything else you want to say? Anything you've been dying to get off your chest? Hmm. Wait, I know how we need to end. Hmm. Tell me what's uh, grinding your gears. Tell me what's grinding your gears this week. What's been grinding my gears? Yeah. Well, I got to stay off. So, on Twitter, when there's uh, news headlines, like political headlines, yep. I need to just read the tweet from the news agency and not click it to see the replies. Oh, the replies are so bad. Because fucking... It's a great reminder of the type of people to avoid in your life. Yeah. Man. Let's see. So, Twitter replies from mostly boomers. That's been grinding my gears. Oh, yeah. A lot of boomer shit. Also, remember I told you the last thing I uh, read on something changes my mind on it? (laughs) Yes, you're very... (laughs) I no longer believe that Michael Jackson abused any children. Oh, really? No, I do not. You were, you were adamant on that before. Cause so, I, I've, yeah, I've always I've, been more on the fence than you, I feel like. Cause I've, and I, I'm not saying, I don't know which way I believe, but I, I have not been so quick to just assume the worst with him. Right. And But tell me what's changed your mind. There are two things. One was there's a guy on YouTube. His YouTube channel is called Collative Learning. His name's Rob. I think it's pronounced Egger or Auger. It's A-G-E-R. He mostly does film analysis of like Stanley Kubrick movies, which is how I originally found him, the main reason that I watch him. But he is uh, a film analyst and he has two different YouTube videos specifically about Leaving Neverland. One, the documentary, Leaving Neverland. The documentary that was on HBO where two men give interviews describing in graphic detail how they were uh, groomed and sexually abused by Michael Jackson. Uh, this gentleman, Collative Learning is the name of the channel. Anyway, he, uh, he do- has two different videos. One of them, he dives into the body language shown by the two interviewees in the Never- Leaving Neverland documentary. And the other one is about the interview editing process itself and how it is evidence of deception or of deceptive testimony given by the two guys. And I take his analysis to be very valuable. One, because he is very astute when it comes to editing techniques and he, he goes into great detail on the documentaries basically taken of multiple interviews, multiple takes, where basically these guys, there's evidence these guys were acting to give a believable performance. And also to give plenty of breaks to like get their story straight or to twist or tweak facts. The other video um, that's more about body language 
is interesting because he in his I don't know what his job is, but he said in his professional life, he's worked with thousands of people in the mental health system who are also victims of sexual abuse. So, I would take his word on the body language behavior of someone who is giving an account of being abused. I would take his opinion over my uneducated one or over what you're presenting in the documentary. The other thing that I saw recently that swayed me was uh, Macaulay Culkin on Twitter recently gave an interview. He's always said he was never abused. Yeah. He has always denied it. He doesn't have anything to promote. So, this um, kind of in-depth article, you can find him on Twitter. His Twitter handle, I love it, is Incredible Kulk. <laughs> like Hulk, but with a C instead of an H. Anyway. That's um, a top 10 Twitter handle, by the way. He's grown into a pretty like interesting, funny guy. Anyway, you can go to Macaulay Culkin's Twitter at Incredible Kulk and he has uh, his most recent tweet is a link to this Esquire article. Anyway, the article itself is really interesting. Like he's laying it all out there. He even says like, if anything happened, now would be the time, the perfect opportunity for him to put that out there. But he said, absolutely not. And so did Corey uh, Feldman. And Corey Feldman is not one who's been shy to name names or threaten to name names of sexual abusers in Hollywood. And he's also said that Michael never did anything to him. So, I'm going to believe those dudes. They've been through a lot of shit and <laughs> heard it here first. Everybody, I cleared Michael Jackson's name. <laughs> well, to play devil's advocate, I think you brought up a lot of valid points. But to play devil's advocate, mm -hmm. one could say that Michael intentionally did not abuse specific children that were perhaps more famous. Maybe. Because you have to have some clean ones with the dirty ones, right? It's like laundering your money. Maybe so. I'm not saying I believe that. I'm just offering discussion points. But something else is the two men in the documentary in uh, Leaving Neverland, mm -hmm. would you say that if one were to believe the theories you just laid out from Macaulay Culkin and the YouTube videos you watched, the rationale would be that those men in the documentary were lying, right? Right. The lie would be for what reason? To get know. on that documentary, I guess, right? I, people do all kinds of fucking dumbass shit to like further their career or just to get their name out there, even to become an influencer. So, yeah, weren't know. both of those guys or at least one of them, I can't remember the other one, but at least one of them, maybe both were... Both are like still heading, attached to like Hollywood and, yeah, they're, and they, entertainment industry. And they had been since being children. So, who knows? I don't know. It's a lot to take in. I think there's uh, evidence on both sides, but I think... And this is true for almost everything, not just the Michael Jackson case. Politics is another great example. And I'm guilty of this too and so are you. Everybody is. But when, when you see something in a documentary or on the internet, that becomes fact to you, right? Yeah, it sucks. You see this documentary never, leaving Neverland and if you do no other research, which 99% of people won't, uh, but you see that documentary, that documentary is now fact to you. And yeah. maybe it is fact. I don't know. But I'm just saying like, and, you know, making murder is another one. Anyway, so for whatever that's worth. But we do need to run. We'll be back next week with episode 75. It's a big one, Brandon. Don't let us down. I won't. You might. You're going to love this one. Okay. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye.